Welcome back to the Meet St. Louis podcast, brought to you by Mattress Direct, your local sleep specialist. Each week, we take you behind the scenes of your favorite restaurants, breweries, and small businesses. I'm your host, Alexa Zotos with KMOV. Right now is the season to get outside. The St. Louis summer heat hasn't fully arrived, and the local and state parks are lush with greenery. But Juno Musando wants to make sure you feel comfortable getting into the outdoors and look the part as well. He started Ope Outdoors in his bedroom, and what started as a t-shirt company has evolved into a community of people enthusiastic about being outside. His t-shirts feature fun graphic designs of some of our area's best parks, like Castlewood, Elephant Rocks, and Mastodon State Park. But he wanted a purpose behind the brand. And that's where the hiking meetups and cleanup groups started. Using Instagram, he connects with others who want to meet up, hike, and clean up our area parks. Let's meet Juno. Get the best price on brand name mattresses at Mattress Direct. You'll get the guaranteed lowest price and the non-commissioned sleep specialists will make sure you get the right mattress for the way you get to sleep. You'll sleep better knowing you got the best price on the right mattress when you shop local at St. Louis Mattress Direct. Well, thanks for joining us on the podcast. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So talk to us a little bit about Ope Outdoors. Is that sure. how you say it? I yes. Mean, you know, it's funny, one of those things. I feel like Ope is one of those things where I'm like, I, everyone, no one says that. And then I find myself constantly saying Yeah, that. I know. It's like once you hear it, you can't hear it, unhear it. Right. The Midwest. Ope. Sorry. Excuse me. <laughs> right. As you like sneak past somebody. Yeah, exactly. The overly politeness. Um, a little bit about Ope Outdoors. So Ope Outdoors started, I guess, officially in 2020, right okay. when the pandemic happened. Got it. Um, it was something else prior to that. It was a brand called Moose Apparel. Okay. Yes. And um, interesting story. So we Wal- love interesting stories. <laughs> Walmart owns a business called um, Moose Jaw. Okay. Yes, and they sent me, I was operating um, Moose Apparel for a couple of years, just making shirts, similar thing, outdoor um, themed shirts, kind of about the Midwest and Mm -hmm. such, and they sent a cease and desist Uh because they have a business called Moose Jaw. And they thought it was too similar? Yeah, it was, and it kind of, well, I mean, they were selling outdoor products, they were from the Midwest. And the logo was kind of similar, mm. so I mean it was fair. But anyway, <laughs> that led that led to um, Ope because I was I had to pivot and I was right. thinking, what else could I do? And I really wanted to lean into the idea of. Wait, first I do want to back up a little bit. Oh, yes, when please. you got that letter, what went through your mind? Were you like, oh god, <laughs> I was absolutely terrified. <laughs> Is Walmart going to take everything I own? <laughs> yes, I mean, and it was right before um, Black Friday. Mm. So I just started doing markets and such. Oh, shoot. And this was just a, such a shock. I mean, it was it's a very official legal document. So it's just very scary. And I was, I, I've only been in business for maybe two years or so. Right. And you're like a small, yes. like... Yes, <laughs> I was running it in my bedroom. So there's, <laughs> you know... You ever wonder like, how they... How'd they find me? Like, I, how'd they... I have no idea. I guess they have... That's what they hire the big lawyers for, exactly. right? Exactly. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, so, I... So I you pivoted. I pivoted, and I really wanted to lean into... Because it was very broad. It mm-hmm. was just the general Midwest, and I wanted to, you know, lean into Missouri and the places that I know. Mm-hmm. So, I kind of wanted to do state park shirts and places I go, because I hadn't seen anything like that here in Missouri. So that was kind of the inception of it, and I wanted it to be more um, mission-driven. So Mm -hmm. I started doing the uh, cleanups and the group hikes, 
but as you know right when that started the pandemic happened right, so it was very right. hard to build a community and have people you know come out yeah so okay so when you first started the idea um what made you want to do apparel what what drove you to create your own business in general um so my job or here i guess i can back up to college back it all the way up. yeah take me back to your birth no, <laughs> yeah so 20 1994 <laughs> anyway, so um i don't know i so i studied chemistry in mm. college and i didn't i wasn't really thinking about my major really when i went i just was like oh, okay i liked this in high school sure. and i kept on doing it <laughs> And after I graduated, I worked all these lab jobs and they were just very, you know, I, I can't complain because it's a job and it, you know, paid the bills, but it was very, I guess my personality is like, I'm kind of all over the place. Mm -hmm. I like doing a lot of things and exposing myself to novelty and such. And in a, in a lab environment, it's about consistency. I was going to say, not as much novelty. Yes. As like, they don't really want novelty, right? <laughs> the first day is novel. And then after that, you're just <laughs> consistently doing the same thing. It felt very robotic. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I was just on the internet looking at ideas and things to do. And, you know, t-shirts seemed like an easy thing to, you know, at least start and get my hand into doing something independent. And I started hiking um, right after college. So it was kind of a natural fit. I was mm -hmm. like, oh, I like hiking, t-shirts. Let's see what Let's I can do. With yeah, exactly. What took you... Um out, well, first of all, well, let's continue with the, the clothing aspect part. So when you were thinking, okay, I'm going to do this, how did you figure out how to actually do it? How to get the shirts printed, the logistics of making t-shirts? You know, we live in a very incredible time because mm -hmm. the resources on the internet <laughs> are wonderful. You could Pretty be, endless. <laughs> yes, pretty, pretty endless. And you could pretty much start any business and, you know, you could start lean, you could start independent, you don't need a brick and mortar, you don't need a lot of different things that maybe in the past that you needed. Mm -hmm. So it was really nice just to have the resources on the internet, YouTube, Reddit, everywhere. So people have done it before and you, they tell you their journey and exactly how they do it. So you kind of have a lot of resources and be, you can be a little bit creative in the mm -hmm. way that you want to, you know, approach it. But yeah. The internet. The internet. There you go. So you you started operating out of your your bedroom. You started creating shirts. Tell me about the design process. You, sure. you look to the to nature as inspiration. Walk me through your design process. Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, these are all places that I've been to that I like going and hiking. So essentially, when I go, I like to see things that are you know it's kind of striking, interesting that people would recognize, and I sketch them out. And I can't take credit for the actual design mm -hmm. process. Um, there are a lot of freelancers online that I use and talented artists that we collaborate with. Oh, cool. Mm -hmm. So I kind of go out there, feel it, sketch it out, um, look for fonts, you know, colors, palettes, whatever. It's kind of a back and forth. And then you, the surprising thing and the nice thing is that sometimes while I'm interacting with them, they'll give me something that, you know, was a surprise. Mm -hmm. I, have, I have this brief with pictures and photos and sketches then I get something completely different and you know it works. That's awesome. Yeah, so that's kind of the process and I'm kind of refining it more and the more I'm learning more art and things like that, I can be more instructive and be more involved in the process, which is cool. Because as someone who, who sort of went the chemistry route, was art ever something that you leaned into? You know what? When I was a kid, I really loved it. Mm. And it, I mean, not and not really. After After college, I started taking photos and making little videos 
But um, drawing, I just, I always really sketched, but never really, you know, seriously, mm-hmm. like, put myself in, in that space because there's a lot of, it's intimidating yeah. because there are a lot of talented people doing it already. So it feels very, you know, what can I do right. if other people are already mm, doing it? Interesting. But, right. Yeah. So when you got out of college, you said you started hiking. What took you out into nature? What what inspired you to start hiking? So I've always liked being outside, but um, I'm a huge soccer fan. I love playing soccer all the time. But I hurt my knee after college, mm. and I'm just an active person, so I wanted to find some something different to do. And hiking just seemed like a natural, you know. I was like, okay, well, I won't, my knee won't hurt that bad. It's, I like being outside, mm-hmm. some exercise. Right. Mm-hmm. So what were some of the first places that you started hiking, and what made you sort of fall in love with the Missouri State Parks? Sure. Um, obviously, Castlewood was very close by, so... Sure. Um, and then I guess Hahn, I like the Southern Missouri. There's so much to do down mm-hmm. there. Um, Johnson shut-ins, Elephant Rocks. But I mean, I think we live in a world where everything is so, it's busy. And, you know, if you're caught up in even starting a business, your job, whatever, it feels like everything's spinning and you have to keep up with so many different things all the time. And when you're out there, it kind of, it's just like a centering mm-hmm. feeling or centering kind of slows your mind down a little bit and you're just kind of experiencing things for what they are so I guess that kind of drew me to it because it's just you know calm and also I like pretty things so when you're (laughs) when you're outside it's just really I don't know it's nice you get to see things and appreciate them in kind of a different way I think what is your favorite hike in the area uh probably whispering pines in a haunt I don't know that one. Yeah, you should try, check it out. What um, What do you like about it? What's uh, What What draws that as your sort of favorite spot? I don't know. It's just very uh, magical is, mm-hmm. is a good word. I, yeah, it's just it, it doesn't seem like you're in Missouri, <laughs> which is which is kind of cool. It's just, yeah, the trees are cool. I don't know. I, I'd have to show you a picture. I'm, I'm terrible at describing. Yeah. But yeah. It's, no, well, mag- magical is, is a good As people are listening, they can take a, a quick Google. Yes. Head towards that internet. That's super helpful. The internet. And uh, <laughs> take a look at that. Um, so how often are you trying to get out for hikes? How often do you get out? I wish more often than, than I'd like mm-hmm. running this business and then working. I also do photography and video on the side. So I would like to get out like once a month, but then we do the group hikes, which is nice for me because then I get to invite other people and then we can go and talk and chat and meet new people and kind of, it's different than hiking by yourself. Right. Yeah. So what made you want to start the group hikes? Oh, that sense of community. When I was doing it by myself, um, it just felt, I don't know. I I like people Mm -hmm. and I, I like the feeling and the energy that different kinds of people bring. And I think it's infectious. And when you start building a community, it feels like, I don't know, it feels bigger than it is Mm -hmm. somehow. So I'm just drawn to people. And I think there are a lot of people that might want to go on hikes or do things, but maybe they're kind of, you know. They feel intimidated. Yeah, a little intimidated. They don't know or they're scared. So I I think when you have a group that's inviting and friendly, it's kind of, it's just kind of nice. So tell people how they can find your group hikes. How often are they? Tell us a little bit about them. Sure. Um, like I said, trying to do it once a month or once every other month. Uh, mostly I post on the Instagram. So probably a week before, um, I'll post a, a location and then there's a sign up form. Usually takes like a second to mm-hmm. fill out like a minute, actually. I'll be <laughs> <laughs> <One second. laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I post them on there and there's a location usually. And yeah, usually like 10 people or so come out and trying to 
build it up to more people maybe do like other activities too like kayaking mm. or rock climbing and other outdoor stuff too so not just hiking in the future but really just a way to like help others get out into nature exactly and to be fair it's i didn't grow up hiking i i you know i don't i didn't know that much i was that, gonna say yeah did you grow up hiking what no was... I, was, I grew up outdoors mm-hmm. like kind of but it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't like a very organized thing or camping sure. and hiking and all that things and there's a lot of education and mm-hmm. things that you need to know for safety and such so it's kind of nice and maybe in the future we might start doing like some education and mm. stuff like that because the barrier to entry is kind of it's, it's a little high if you're thinking about backpacking or camping those are things that you can't just go out and do right. on a, like oh that's a fun well, I think little I'll thing go backpacking this yeah, weekend right <laughs> from from the equipment to the logistics mm-hmm. the safety it's just um there's a lot to consider so what would you, as someone listening who says, you know what, I do want to start hiking more, what would be your advice for sort of that very beginner hiker? Sure. Um, like I said, the internet's a great resource. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I would do a lot of, a, a little bit of research. There's a lot of stuff close by. Um, and if you use apps like All Trails, mm-hmm. it gives you, I, a, a lot of people leave reviews and it kind of tells you the, the um the skill level so you know from beginner to like well this is kind of hard maybe mm-hmm. you should plan this out um but and yeah. the nice thing about all trails i feel like too especially with those reviews is that people get really specific like you like if a signage is a little bit confusing it's yes. like you're actually gonna go here to the left right of this sign and you know look for this and which is always kind of helpful when you get out there and you're like Hey, where am I going? <laughs> right. No, exactly. True. If it rained or something or the road conditions are bad mm-hmm. or X, Y, and Z, it's it's an incredible resource. And so you also mentioned the cleanups. Talk about that and, and how that came about. Sure. Um, yeah, the cleanups too were part of the inception of it because when I was doing Moose Apparel, Moose Apparel it was very... So you're allowed to say moose apparel. Like I feel like there yeah, was. I, don't know. Oh. I, I really, I honestly, I am a little terrified. I brought it up and Walmart I was like, maybe was I shouldn't have said that. I, there was well, we had somebody else in the podcast once who had a similar situation, had uh-huh. to change their name. And they're like, we can't talk about it. I'm oh like, yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, it was more intense. It sounded like I was. I, it was. I was a guy in a bedroom. Who, I, you know, I don't. I don't know. Hopefully, I, I'm not going to get in trouble for no, it. No, I don't think so. <laughs> Um, so anyway, so from the inception, you, you wanted to have sort of a, um, yeah, kind a of give a, back aspect. Exactly. Some kind of perp, because all the brands I like, you know, they do something like that to mm-hmm. that extent. Mm-hmm. And I, I wanted to, yeah, I didn't want it to just be shirts, shirt. I mean like, you know, graphics on a shirt you sell, which is nothing wrong with that for sure. It's, it's business, but, but I wanted it to be, yeah, a little bit more purpose driven. It gives me more of a mission and it makes me feel good. makes other people feel good. Right. I think. And so what are, and talk to us about those cleanups. Where do you, what do you do? How do you, how can people contribute or, or join in that aspect? Yeah, sure. Um, so the cleanups, I still, we started first with state parks. Mm-hmm. So we were doing, we did Castlewood. We did, um, I can't forget the other ones, but um, we've, we've recently moved to um, city parks just because it's closer. And um, the way it kind of works is I post on the Instagram story, hey guys, where have you been? Um, do you know a place that needs, you know, some cleanup? And sometimes people reach out for really specific places like conservation areas. Mm-hmm. I forget this, the name of this place. There's a pond. Anyway, people reach out. We get, an, again, another sign-up form is posted and um, with logistics and such. And then we show up and usually I bring coffee and donuts and we kind of hang out first and then 
plan the attack and then split up into groups and go and uh, pick up the trash. But yeah, we're trying to do more city parks just to get more people here in the city together first to build the community and then make it more robust and have places and maybe work with um, Missouri Parks Foundation to kind of help them in in any way. Right. Mm -hmm. And because, you know, our parks are such treasures here in the city and we also know that the parks departments, you know, can't get to every problem that True. we have. So mm-hmm. um, it is nice to see when the community kind of steps forward to, to keep our parks nice. Absolutely. What's that community been like for you to sort of meet people who who kind of also are dry, driven to nature? It, yeah, it's a very specific kind of person. And I, I like it because they're very friendly. Um, they're very conscious, kind, and they bring a very warm um, energy to to these things and these events. So, um, yeah, I've met some very wonderful people. Taught me about gardening <laughs> and a few other other things. Um, yeah, and the conversations are really nice. You hear so many interesting stories. There's a guy that was he's really good at pickleball apparently, and he was telling <laughs> tell us all about it. So pickleball is very popular. Yes, it's gaining steam apparently, but. Yeah, no, they're just a good time, a nice time for people to come enjoy, to talk, to chat, to do something good and get some exercise sometimes. You yeah. Know? Well, you know, you mentioned this idea of purpose-driven, and, and that I think is something that people really do look for now when they are making purchases, whether it's a clothing company or the food that they eat. They want to sort of know the mission behind it or know that they're putting their money towards something that's maybe doing a little good for the world. Why is is that something that you also look for? Um, and, and talk to us about that sort of business decision. Yes, I mean, definitely. Um, sometimes not as, like if I'm being honest, sometimes convenience is, sure. you know, we live in an economy where convenience some, sometimes trumps that. Mm-hmm. But I try to look for that definitely in a business. Um, just because, you know, as this capitalist society, sorry, not to get political, yeah. here, but as, as we get, get in, you know, there, we're, we're kind of exploiting our resources mm-hmm. and so, sometimes that can run amok. So it's nice to see people who are thinking about, you know, the impact that they're making onto the world. And I think it's just a smart thing to do as people and, you know, it's conscientious. So, yes, I do try to look for businesses that are um, being more um, thoughtful in the way that they're conducting their business. And I understand your shirts are also made from? They used to. They used to. They be. used to, yeah. Okay. So the first the first run was all sustainable shirts. So okay. they're made with recycled water bottles and upcycled fabric. Oh, that's cool. Um, but that being said, after, you know, the first year during the pandemic, mm-hmm. it was just so expensive right. to, to source them. And I'd have to make such a commitment. So... Um, in the future, that's definitely the goal. But right now, we just use a very high-quality um, T-shirt that should last a very long time. You know, that's interesting, though, because that kind of does speak to one of the challenges of running a business. Is like, hey, I want to do this. But, right. you know, it also becomes not a sustainable from a business perspective. Right. And if people can't afford to buy it, then it's not helping anybody. Yeah. What were some of those challenges you've kind of learned as an entrepreneur? Yeah, I, I guess sometimes uh, as entrepreneurs, we're very idealistic in the sense of we have a vision and we want to execute it perfectly. But, you know, life isn't perfect and sometimes you have to make compromises. Mm-hmm. And, um, 
Yeah. As long for me, as long as the goal and the orientation is still the same and maybe you can't implement it ideally now, but you're still striving um, towards that ideal. Mm -hmm. I think I think that's a good approach to have it because there's always going to be, you know, you could always do better, even if you did it perfect the way you thought you would. You still, you know, there's still something you can optimize or improve. So, yeah, I think, yeah, I, it teaches you a lot about life as well because you're just throwing all these obstacles and you have to find a way to navigate them. Were there ever moments that you were like, I gotta, I, this is too hard on top of everything else that I do. <laughs> um, and how did you get past those, those kind of negative thoughts? To be fair, it happens often. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it ebbs and flows and you get, you get inspiration and you get motivated but I think the the trick is just consistency. Mm. Like you have to keep keep trying and keep uh, um, doing something. And yeah, the obstacles. I'm still learning how to overcome them, to be honest. But like I said, sometimes you just gotta put your head down and okay, make yourself. Especially with me, my deadlines are so they're self-imposed. So mm. I I don't have to do it if I don't <laughs> want to. So I, I I have to find a way to keep myself motivated and you know. And it's fun. For me, it's a, it's a nice little escape from my job and a place where I can be creative and have some autonomy and kind of have an impact on the world the way I want to do it. Mm-hmm. So I think that that also motivates me. How can people find you and check out your stuff? Yeah. Um, most active on the Instagram. So Ope Outdoors on the Instagram. Um, trying to start a newsletter. Um, yes. And the website, uh, opeoutdoors.com. Do you go to makers markets and things like that? Yes. Up oh, yeah. Um, also, uh, farmers market every other weekend. Nice. And a few pop ups around the city. What is that like to sort of be a part of that makers community here in St. Louis? Oh, it's so much fun. Yeah. But prior to actually, like you said, motivation and, and, and such, it was really difficult because it was so isolated. I was mm. making these shirts, selling them online. I didn't know people really liked them. Really, I was getting <laughs> sales here and there, but there's no you don't get get the human feedback. There's not that like instant like watching yes. somebody pick, pick up it up. Your shirt. Yeah. Oh. 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 Or, exactly. <laughs> or when they're walking by, even if they don't buy it, I hear, "Oh wow, that's a great idea." Or something, oh, you know, yeah. something like that. It's like, oh, it's very validating. It feels nice. <laughs> and also the community, like you said, other people doing it. It's very infectious. You're like, okay, it's not just me. Mm-hmm. We're all out here. We're in the trenches together, trying to you know figure it out. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it's it's really it's really nice to be part of that. And I think the pop-ups have really changed the way I do the business because people tell you so much stuff. Yeah. They, they give you, you so much feedback. Like, oh my god, I love this park. Like, could you do this, yeah. something from oh, this park? All the time. Even um right now I'm working on a design someone mentioned I go to a cave, Onondaga Cave, blah, blah, oh, yeah. blah. Yeah. And I was like, all right, I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> another one. Yeah. Minnesota Falls, another one. Yeah. Sure. A great one. Yeah. Great, yeah. yeah. So I, I love, I love hearing people's feedback and, and the reactions are, are really great. And that really, that motivates me actually, to be honest. Well, and then it also, the shirts create that conversation starter for others. When people are wearing them, they're like, oh, wait, tell me about what is Pickle Springs? Like, right. you know, <laughs> or right. what are some of these hikes? And then, you know, even someone who's not buying your shirt is maybe being introduced to a, a hike that 
they might not have ever known about. Yeah, to, uh, absolutely. Some people buy their shirts to go to the, I was like, ah, all right, now I have to go to this place <laughs> because, uh, <laughs> you know. Yeah, do you think that sometimes people just buy it because it looks cool versus like it has a meaning? I think so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'll take it, whatever. Exactly, sure. <laughs> what is the, what's the hope? What's the goal for the future when it comes to Ope Outdoors? You know, I don't like to put um, hard, you know, flags in the sand sure but i i i'd like to um essentially just build a more robust community um to keep creating more designs keep creating more designs and um maybe eventually a store maybe i don't want to know if i want to do a storefront <laughs> in a classical sense sure i like the idea of maybe like an airstream or something yeah. cool that's mobile um, and maybe out even more further outside Missouri. So, you know, I think this idea translates to many different places in the Absolutely. Midwest because they're not as appreciated as places, you know, in the West Coast and the East Coast. Right. When people think hiking, not everyone maybe thinks Missouri. Right. And we live here. So, and people are going to these places. So why not celebrate it and braid them in an interesting way on a t-shirt? Absolutely. Well, that sounded like a perfect little ending line there. There you go. Sweet. Thank you so much. No, thank you. You can find all the information on Juno's Instagram, at Ope Outdoors, and his website, which we'll link in the podcast description below. And of course, while you're on Instagram, make sure you give us a follow. You can find us at Meet St. Louis Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Thanks for listening, and we'll meet you back here next week.